It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild on you? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Yeah. All right. We're going to let it rip. Bashamania 211. Bash in the brain. We're back after me only sending, I don't know, a couple hundred text messages. And, you know, what do you do when I text you? And I'm like, yo, we doing a show today? And you're like, yes. And then you just disappear. Dude, Super 32 <laughs> broke me, man. Super 32 broke me. It turned into like a 10-day full-time job where all I did was answer emails and change change the seating is around and i enjoyed it but it i ain't gonna lie it broke me i ain't gonna by the time i got there i felt like my job was done friday night when after weigh-ins when the seating was all done i i don't remember a time that i felt such relief in wrestling <laughs> I, actually the, the one time the the who's number one at carver the who's number one at carver uh, i would always get nervous before who's number one but the who's number one at carver there was so much going on and then we ended up changing um i ended up like telling the production team we should we should do it like this and this is how it should go and i should be in the back and i should anyway when when that who's number one was over i felt like a weight was lifted off me and that's how i felt at super 32 this year and uh, so yeah i haven't been I didn't, haven't done a show yet. People are like checking in on me, like, "Are you are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I was just beat, man. I know. And and you're you're in such a unique place where I was telling my wife yesterday. Cause I'm like, I'm doing a show with Carter, and then maybe with Willie. And she's like, "What do you mean maybe with Willie?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> especially after the Commanders, you know, lose to the Eagles, he might just be wallowing. Oh, yeah, I was. For a while. Yeah. So, but we're good. We got a bunch of random topics. I want to primarily focus on college and senior level. So many tidbits have popped up in the last month that yeah. I think we're going to be able to start getting into a nice cadence now, whereas the season's here, the competition's here, there's going to start being a lot to talk about on a regular basis versus just piecing all these random things together. But there's a lot of different topics that we haven't really discussed in detail. And... I still am waiting for the crystal ball rankings to come out so that we can do a crystal ball preview show. Well, there's going to be, I, I'm really excited now. I feel like, you know, I got through super 32, took a bit of a rest, although it wasn't that much of a rest. I just finished high school rankings, but I feel like now I'm back and like really excited to talk about college. Uh, we had the, a bunch of wrestle offs, um, this week a lot of them streamed some of them not which was unfortunate but a lot of them streamed which kind of just got me right back into things and starting to think about um college lineups and the pecking orders and crystal ball and you know each each week i you know i started crystal ball off as like an exercise in just i wanted to see what the results are but it really took on I, people liked it so it's, I, that's it's the fun I, it's it's very it's different like rankings are fun i like rankings from a standpoint of simply just yeah. they make viewership easier 
because you sure. can see this guy's ranked one, this guy's ranked 10. This is what you're expecting. If you don't have rankings, it's hard to know without being a diehard and basically in your head doing rankings, who's a one and a two, who's a 23. Who's So I like the rankings, but the crystal ball is fun because you can kind of track it throughout the year. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's tough to put, but like rankings provides context and it should be process driven, but there's certain rules that prevent you from, um, there's certain procedures, right. That pre prevent you from putting people where not you think they'll be at the end of the year. Right. And so, um, yeah, sure. You could rank Meyer Shapiro 10th, but it's sort of disingenuous and it doesn't right. give you the picture of what the team scores are going to look like at the end. And so the crystal ball allows for a little creativity and a little um, breaking of the rules. And, uh, and, and it's really fun. So um, yeah, there's you a lot talk, of stuff. You want to talk college first or some senior level stuff first? You tell me. Well, the, well one thing about the crystal ball though, it, it, this year is really problematic because one of the major players and I, you know, each week that would go by in August, September, October, each week that would go by, I would be like, man, I should have done crystal ball. No, I shouldn't. Yeah, I should. People want it. They, but one of, the major, either. one of the major players is Iowa. And until there's clarity on that, it's just a, it, almost useless. I think you still rank them. I think you still put them in. And if they don't, which I guess we'll start there. We'll start with yeah. Iowa. You know, a couple of the guys have started to really come out and say, basically, hey, I gambled. I didn't realize it was a big deal. I saw the draft duel deposit $5, get $200 in bets. You know, I withdrew 400 And it sounds like there's a lot of pushback. And now they might be able to compete again. But as of, you know, the other day, yesterday, whenever Brands did a press conference, and it sounds like November 8th is going to be the decision. Yeah, November 8th. So, you know, it's it's pretty late, but um at least when we there's as soon as we get a ruling on that, I'll do crystal ball. As soon as we get a ruling on that. And um you know, I hope they get a chance to wrestle. I hope they all get a chance to wrestle the Iowa guys. Um I and I don't know what's going on with the Ohio Iowa State guys, but um you know, them too. I hope everybody gets a chance to wrestle, but um you know, NCAA is so wishy-washy. It's like we should definitely do a crystal ball show the day you release them, and we'll go I, through them. Absolutely. Um, so Iowa, a couple notes on Iowa. Gambling suspension still up in the air, but it sounds like they're leaning towards loosening the punishments and letting these guys compete. And it's not just wrestling, um, but. But Iowa fans, if I'm an Iowa fan, I, I'd be hopeful that these guys are going to compete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it sounded like – I mean, it's been so – Abe Assad said it in an article. Um, it's been a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can only imagine – no, I can't imagine what it's been like for the athletes themselves. Bad news, good news. We're done. Wait, there's a chance. Um, I can imagine what it's like for those guys. And, um, you know, for the fans too, it's like – up in the air and I just want finality and I'm sure they want finality. Um, are you, but they, they're, they're in flux, right? So, so we got the Iowa guys in flux. Um, we have to figure out, 
who's going to be eligible there or not. Some of the Iowa State guys. Um, there's been some wrestle-offs. Uh, you know, Brock Mahler from Missouri wrestled up at 57. Um, and there's so, – so, you know, he's a top eight guy at, at 49, but he wrestled up at 57. And there's some mixed – reviews about if he's going to stay at 57 where they also have cam steed or if he's going to go 149 uh eventually make his way down to 149 so that's a major thing uh nebraska is now without owen pence owen pence was um a transfer from north dakota state he was supposed to wrestle heavyweight this year he has left school so it'll be harley anderson so that's an update in a roster uh, Van D beat Berwick in those wrestle-offs. So Van D right now is the starter for Nebraska at 33, not Kyle Berwick, who was also a transfer. Um, at Jamindia beating Swiderski. At Jamindia Swiderski, there were the two Frost brothers, both won their wrestle-offs at 33 and 41 for Iowa State. So that's some, some updated lineup stuff. Do you think that, People were DMing and asking. I'm like, I honestly don't know. We're getting to a point to where it seems like the wrestle-offs aren't everything for making a team. Like Echemendia beating Swiderski doesn't necessarily mean Echemendia is going to start. What's your take on that? Um, What's my thoughts on wrestle-offs not meaning everything? I agree with that. I mean, wrestle-offs, uh, one bout should not mean everything. There was a few years back you know, Ian Paddock beat Hunter Steber in the wrestle-offs at Ohio State, and Hunter Steber was clear. I mean, he was clearly the better guy holistically. Shout out um, Section Five, New York State, Ian Paddock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Thompson for Oklahoma State was a NCAA champion and lost his wrestle-off. Right, his public wrestle off, and I've heard some crazy Penn State wrestle offs that happened. That yeah, were just um, like it's like okay, yeah, you won the wrestle off, and now it's like okay, you know, you guys both go to this tournament, and you know, it's sure. Yeah, I there don't... was one year I remember at Super Thirty Two one year there was a buzz going through the building. I, I don't know if it's through the building, but through, you know, I sit up in this media thing, and and there's like all these college coaches come up and hang out. Right. And amongst the college coaches, the one year there were, there was a buzz, like, um, I think it was Kassar and Rashid or Rashid and Rashid and somebody. And the night before there was wrestle offs in the room and somebody lost that was at the time it was surprising. And so it was a buzz about that. And so there's, you know, there's the public wrestle offs and then there's in the room wrestle offs and, um, some of them are kind of hidden from view and like wholesale public knowledge. Like Lehigh had the wrestle offs the other night, and the one the wrestle off that everybody wants to know, McGonagall and and Crookham, they didn't have on the card. So uh, I, didn't, you know. I didn't see that. Yeah, they so saved McGonagall, that just for the practice room. Yeah, yeah, and Lehigh does that all the time. Like they'll have public wrestle offs, but. The ones that are like the most crucial, they don't put public. The Lehigh always does that. So for context, McGonagall was like, at some points he was a top five guy in the rankings last year, and then he got hurt. And Crookham, um, you know, Crookham's like uh, one of the blue chip recruits. He won Super Thirty Two as an eighth grader at one thirteen, and um, 
so that's the wrestle off everybody wants to see and McGonagall, you know, McGonagall's uh, in the all-star classic McGonagall's in the all-star classic. And yet his roster spot is like, that's a thing. All-star classic was another Iowa point I had that, you know, no Iowa guys this year at the all-star classic. And I don't know if it's because of some of their guys in limbo, you know, obviously some of the guys, um, like I didn't realize that. Tony Cassiope, you know, some of these guys that could be contenders. A lot of Penn so what, State. Real, you would assume Real turned it down or? I would assume so, yeah. I know a couple Penn State guys did. Carter said eight guys were invited. Um, I think Bo and Bartlett and Nagao both turned it down. But the comments are funny. I talked about this on the show yesterday with Carter. But it's like people are saying, oh, this is like a Penn State duel. Well, it's an all-star classic, and all six Penn State guys that are wrestling are one or two in the country. It's not like they're yeah. fifth just being added to the card. Greg Kirkfleet, yeah. one. Brooks, one. Carter, one. Bernie, two. Levi Haynes, one. Shane Van Ness, two. So it's like, that's yeah. what happens. Who's Shane got? Shane Van Ness is wrestling Kyle Park Kyle Parko. I wonder why Ridge turned it. Is Ridge one? I think he's one, Shane's two, Kyle's three. College wrestling is so incredible, man. You realize at this time last year, most a, a lot of polls had Brayton Lee ranked number one. This is why I like Crystal Ball too, because you can add in, like you said, guys that are don't really have justification for rankings, but also what you think could be mm -hmm. first just some of these weights are going to be wild this year. It's going to be some really fun. Maybe when we do the crystal ball show, we'll do kind of a season preview along with that. Cause that's kind really of previewing true. how the season's going to go. Um, another lineup note I had kind of in line with, with the wrestle offs. It looks like Austin Gomez is going to be competing for Michigan this season. It's an incredible, I didn't have that on my bingo card. <laughs> uh, there were overtures about it. There were there were overtures, but I didn't think it was going to happen for one reason. So when Austin said he was, you know, hanging it up and just focusing on senior level, I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense because he graduated. And uh, it's not surprising to me. And then he said he was going to Cliff King. And I was like, hold up. Well, the oh. Cliff Keen made sense for me because wrestling internationally. Wrestling for Mexico, Cliff Keen and Michigan have a lot of guys wrestling for their country. So that is the one thing where I said, well, it makes sense. I'm like, they've kind of got a system down where I'd say they're the largest hub in the U.S. of guys who compete for other countries. So from that standpoint, with him wrestling, it made sense, yeah. you know, not it wrestling did. for the U.S. But when he, when he announced he was going to Cliff Keen... I said, there's a chance. There's a chance he wrestles for Michigan. I don't think it'll happen. And here's why I didn't think it would happen. Because he told me, I talked to him. Um, I you know, I'm pretty, I'm relatively close with them. His sister was wrestling in Italy at Cadet Worlds last year, and he was there. And so, I, you know, I'm pretty, I spent a lot of time with him. And uh, I knew that he wasn't down with the school stuff. Right. And and the same thing with Gable. Like Gable don't want to be in class. 
That's what Carter right. said yesterday. It's like these people think I want to come back for number five. If I win number four, it's like, man, I don't really want to be in school for another year. Like, you don't want to be in class, right? Uh, so there's two things about that. Number one, I didn't think that – I didn't think ultimately – I knew there was a chance. I didn't think ultimately Austin would do that because I didn't think he wanted to be in school. However, um, I was wrong. He is coming back. And there is sort of a loophole, man. And and you see it in basketball all the time. When these one-and-done guys do it, as long as you go to class and get grades – and basketball is a little different because – and football because they have – tutors that just do the work for you and keep you eligible. I mean, you literally, you don't have to do anything, but second semester, you don't have to do anything. If they rule you like academically ineligible for the next semester, who cares? You're gone. So Austin can go enroll in classes and mind you, it's a graduate program. So it's like two classes is full time in graduate school. Right. Right. So you, you enroll in two classes, you go to class a couple times, and then you don't have to ever go again. Right? It's a ruse. Good point. You don't have to. Austin, some kids don't like being in class and going to school, and they're totally over the school thing. In your last semester, you don't have to go. It's fake. <laughs> fake news, folks. Fake news. It's fake. So in that regard, it kind of makes a little sense. Another lineup note. And what? I mean, it goes without saying. I'm not breaking any news here, but it it's just incredible. The transfers that Michigan has. Half if the they lineup have half, is going to be, yeah. Half a lineup of transfer All-Americans. Not just transfers. Transfer All-Americans. Well, and a large part of that is the Northwestern train that graduated and hopped over because you have Diagostino, Chris Cannon, um, Lucas Davison. So three out of those four guys coming right from, or three out of those five guys coming right from Northwestern, kind of all together. Shane Griffith, who, you know, I think it was between like really Michigan and Rutgers. And then you have now Gomez. But it, it is it is funny. Like one of the reasons I like looking at rankings or crystal ball, sometimes you forget in this day and age where people are. You start previewing dual meets, and, yeah. <laughs> and if you forget like where somebody's going or what transfer, like I, I, I think I was talking to him about Iowa, Iowa State, and we're talking fifty-seven. I'm like frantic, <laughs> like you, you forget yeah. some of these things happened back in back in March, April, May. Uh, yeah, that's one thing that um, I kind of said from Jump Street is, you know, a, a major. <clears throat> A major attraction and to keep people um, glued to pro sports, basketball, football, baseball, is the waiver wire, is a, tra you know, um, off-season trades, off-season free agent signings, the free agent period. And NCAA sports really didn't have that, and now they do. And so it gives us something to, to stay uh, – keep our attention in the quote-unquote offseason. Speaking of offseason transfers, I don't think we've talked about this on a show. Earlier in October, A.J. Ferrari's court case is dismissed. Yep. A lot of um, 
lot of potential. It sounds like if he competes this year, it's Iowa. Yeah, and that's another one. That's another really weird one for the crystal ball because um, at, on, at one time, if you thought Cass wasn't coming back, then you'd plug in AJ potentially at heavyweight. Now you have to you have to wonder is AJ going to come back second semester? If he does, he's not going to take Cass's spot Cass's senior year, so can he make 97? So maybe you plug him in at 97. Maybe he doesn't come back this year at all and comes back the following season and wrestles heavyweight. So there's a lot of moving parts just in that one that one scenario. Yeah, I I'll be curious to see I mean, he's got, what, three years of eligibility left? So it's not no. like, no. which is crazy to think about. You know what I mean? But he had, I mean, you got three years. He looks like he's in the same shape as when he was at 97. It doesn't look like well, he's bulked up too much. I mean, he's obviously absolutely shredded. But it doesn't look like at any point he was necessarily trying to bulk where heavyweight could potentially make sense. So I could see 97 mixed, mixed messages there too. mixed messages there too, because I agree with you. He doesn't look significantly bigger than what he did two years ago when he wrestled well 97. However, upon seconds, seconds upon winning his title at 97, he's teasing the audience at NCAA saying he'll go up next year and wrestle heavyweight. And so, you had to start thinking, oh, is he growing out at 97? Now, right after that, I had talked to people because he would go on to wrestle 97. Did he wrestle 97 or 92 at trial? Yes, it was an Olympic trial, so it was 97, right? So he goes on and wrestles 97 at Olympic trials. And I was talking to some people and I said, "Was is he really going to go up to heavyweight? And they were like, man... No, if there was, if this wasn't Olympic trials, he'd wrestled ninety two. He's not even that big. So I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't see him on a scale every day. But it's a fascinating and, and a major part of um, the NCAA landscape this year and for the next couple of years. On a, if AJ is coming back, b at what weight? Yeah, and again, it's one of those things that I'm sure you know, he's not talking too much about because I'm sure a lot of it's in limbo. You know, he's as active as anybody on social media and there's not a lot of hints or not a lot of, um, you know, Gable, for example, likes to tease things in the Minnesota room, in the Iowa room. Like he's very good yeah, at trying right. to keep people engaged. AJ shares a lot of working out content, a lot of fitness content. It's not a lot that gives you insight into yeah. what could be happening. And obviously, both of his brothers committed to Iowa gives gives you at least a push towards one of the one of the reasons he he landed Iowa, right? And yeah, he's been there a couple of times, right? According to his social media, yeah. But who knows if that's just with his brother's training or if that's yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy side tidbit that I tweeted out as I was preparing for the Carter episode. Do you know that last year we had two going for number four, and this year we're yeah. going to get it again? There was a lot of questions about would Carter take a red shirt? Would Brooks take a red shirt? Neither are taking a red shirt. They're both wrestling. Um, 
And if you want to hear more from Carter, that, you know, I just had Carter on yesterday. That was an awesome episode. We spoke for an hour about his decision to come back. He wasn't going to, or he was at least, you know, hemming and hawing over it, decided to come back for one more year. And um, yeah. he's fired up. So two things, two things there. One, AB kind of got screwed um, because I was there when he was a true freshman. And I was there for his first duel. His first college match ever uh, was at Lehigh. In fact, I did an interview with him right after that. But um, then, you know, a month later, the season was canceled. Or, or no, that, that season was canceled, right? He took um, a loss to Taylor Vence. I was at that year. And, yep, but then he, won, then he won Big Tens and was the three seed headed yep. into NCAAs. But right? he, had, yep. he had avenged his loss. He lost to Taylor Vence in the duel 9-5, but then he pinned him in the Big that Ten big semis. Ten. Yeah. So I guess my point is if if – AB red shirts that year. He could go for five, right? If if he then because the next season wouldn't have counted, and he could have went for five. So if AB would have redshirted that year, Carter and AB could have been going for the fifth in the same lineup in the same year. It, it's okay? crazy. Number one, number two, I didn't. I watched the Zane interview. I did not get a chance to see this, to, to watch the Carter interview yet, but I find it abundantly difficult to believe he wouldn't come back for his fifth. Um, I think it depends on MMA. I think it largely depends on what does he want to do if, somebody locks him into a contract next March. If he goes undefeated this year, wins his fourth, he's going to be as big of a prospect, if not bigger than Bo Nickel was coming out of wrestling. And does somebody lock him into a contract right then and there that prohibits him from coming back? I just think in this sport, wrestling people are I wouldn't be surprised if he did like I could see it go you go in for and you can make history I would never count him out from doing that very analytic and if you can put five timer only person to do it probably only person that will ever have a chance to do it I, I find that really difficult to pass up especially in a world where there's NLI and somebody could say here is half a million dollars. Wrestle second semester. Yeah, I, listen, I I wouldn't. I, I think you're spot on. I and I don't think e- even if Carter is a hundred percent not doing it right now, I think until he wins a fourth. I mean, here's the other thing: if he doesn't win a fourth, I don't think there's any shot he comes back to try to win a fourth. So I, I think you got to kind of let the season play out, let the Olympic trials no, play think, out. I feel differently. I think if I think if he would lose in the NCAA finals, I think he's done. If he wins, I think he's coming back. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if he lost, I don't think he'd come back to try to win his fourth. And there was there there was a really great quote um, in the Zane interview that 
where Kale says something about um, the flowers, the flowers. When you yeah. know the flower's nice and pretty, and you got it, but it, 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 you know, that flower fades away pretty quick, and and so I think um, overall, Kale gives some really good perspective to his athletes upon, uh, uh, you know, re- regarding winning and rebounding, winning and then reset, refocus. What did you make of Zane um, not committing for another month to going up or down? I think it's great. I think he needs to, um, you know, we, we had this discussion before and, and um, it's a big decision and I think it's good for him to soak it all in and, and, and give it another month. Right. He doesn't have to decide for, he's a world champ. He doesn't have to decide for four months. Really. I mean, he's not he weighing in until the Olympic trials. Right. He's already said right. that. Right, so he doesn't have to concern himself with the weight until he has all the information and he has all the the feelings upon the subject. So I think it's good. Couple of the random college tidbits. It is pretty cool that for the first time ever, ESPN is going to have a regular season dual meet on their yeah. main ESPN channel as they're going to have the Iowa Iowa State duel that Sunday awesome. after November on ESPN. That's super yeah. cool. That is, and if you see Fight cool. Pass getting involved, mm-hmm. it's it's it is super cool. Uh, but it set off a bell to me when 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 I saw it come out, which is a great thing. Um, and then you know you start thinking about, well, why don't is it, why doesn't ESPN have more of these? And the 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 trigger it set me is like well most of the premier duels those rights are owned by big 10 network mm-hmm. right number one number two if you're going to do it, it and and other networks right let's say i don't know let's say arizona state penn state or some big dual meet at arizona state right pac-12 network owns those rights so espn sort of handcuffed in in and not just espn me right if i want to stream a college duel if UFC Fight Pass wants to stream a duel. Flow, um, ESPN. We're all sort of handcuffed in these rights that that you have. If, if I mean, if it's on a Big Ten campus, it's uh, you can't get it. You have to go off campus. Um, so those are the. I mean, there's some reason. There is a reason why ESPN doesn't air more of the big. Uh, and it's not big enough yet where they can bid on and get to a system. It just doesn't make sense where it's like, you know, obviously the big networks have college football and you don't see sure. Ohio yeah. State, Penn State on the Big Ten network. Big Ten Wrestling's network, yeah. just not there for that demand where a network wants to come in and buy those. So you do have to, like you said, kind of handpick what you can get because you're handcuffed by the rest. But it's cool that, you know, ESPN could have very easily taken that. Listen, if we can't have, you know, Penn State, Iowa and the top duel of the season, we don't want any. Cyhawk yeah. duel is not only a great duel, but yeah, yeah. it's I'll tell you what one that I'm I'm happy about or like I'm really interested in is going to be on USA Fight Pass. It's um Campbell and Wyoming like in a barn in Wyoming. I'm, I'm really? going down. I'm going down for that. 
It looks they really got cool. already UFC Fight Pass this week. I mean, they announced that CFFC is going to be having duels all season. I posted the whole schedule. I reshared it that they posted. It already starts um, Wednesday with Campbell and West Point, and yep. they got Shane Sparks and David Taylor on the call. Like they're they seem all in. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting the route that. UFC fight pass is going. I know Rob Eider, uh, the former Penn coach, former uh, world team member. Will Rob make an Olympic team? Anyway, uh, he is involved in in targeting some of the events. Now, I, but, you know, they also had a shot at the... Um, they're, they're, they're... I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their strategy is. They had a shot at the NC State-Oklahoma State duel in... Uh, in Sicily, and they sort of backed off of it. And so I don't Can know. Can you give me your opinion on the Sicily thing? I don't like it. I don't know why. I, I love it. It's the same reason I don't like the NFL games in London. I I just don't understand like the reasoning behind it. Like I'll tell you what the it's reason not just college wrestling. It, it's sports in general doing the international thing. I just I don't get it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the uh, rationale is for it. Uh, the rationale is it's not it's not for you. It's not for a fan. It's it's for the kids. They get to experience something different. It's it's New Year's, Christmas time, and they're not uh going to a, a tournament where they get beat up, uh wrestle a hundred matches and they see some third rate city in freezing cold sure they're they're number one number two they're both they're both guidos like me right you got <laughs> pat Papalito. you got pat Papalito. you got john smith they're gonna go over there gonna drink wine and eat really good bread and and pasta and they're gonna um you're going out there i'm assuming gonna, for that right uh, you know what i was but i think uh, not I the passport no, I got the passport. Passport's fine. I'm supposed to go. Um, I'm supposed to go, and I really, really want to go. You know what they're doing? They're going to Sicily, um, and they're going to spend time at this one area. You should see the resort. It's so cool. And then the 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 uh, Navy base where they're going to wrestle is like actually like an hour away, and so they're driving to the thing, and then they're going to wrestle there, and they're going to go back to the resort. Then – both teams are going to Rome for New Year's Eve. That's pretty cool. That's Dude, pretty cool. I want to do that. I want to be with them. But I got something going on. Like, I might have a like an event uh, around that time. So I don't know if you I'm want to give an, you want to give any details on that. Oh, it's a high school thing. You're gonna stream it on Rockfin. Yeah, well, that's what I'm working on. Yeah, the big one, Clovis Buchanan. No, not, no, not the big one. I hope to have that too. But that's um, is that January? Yeah, it's January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I think, like you said, for the athletes, I, I think it can be a fun experience to get an excuse. For those who maybe don't know, Oklahoma State is wrestling NC State in Italy the day before New Year's Eve yeah. um, at the end of this year. So it is cool. It's just like – it's It was really cool. You know, they did it before in Naples, uh, I think four years ago. And I think one of their objectives is like um, – to like every class, maybe every four or five years, 
to give their kids a, a trip, right? To give a, a really cool ex experience, international trip. And they did it, I don't know, 2016, 2017, 2018, something like that. And I went with them, uh, Naples and go on flow and look at the, look at the clips, right? Like I, we went through the ruins of Pompeii with John Smith and the Okie state team. Um, we went to, uh, one of their major league soccer games with, you know, I was with the NC state guys and that was an experience. I mean, they get to do some really cool stuff. Yeah. No, that's cool. That, that's uh, that's a cool experience for them. The NFL in London drives me freaking nuts. There's one in Germany this weekend. Yeah. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs dolphins after the yeah, Broncos kicked the crap yeah. out of the chiefs. Um, that that'll be a good game. We'll see. It's a feel. I feel like all these NFL games overseas have an asterisk. Like all all people talk about is, well, this team went out on Monday. This team went out on Thursday. So the team who went out on a Monday is going to kick the crap out of the team who goes out on Thursday. Are you crying because the Bills got their tails whipped over there? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was one team this year that played two back to back games, Jaguars. and they, they they just stayed over there for two weeks. The Jaguars, and they won both those games. They won the first week, and then they beat the Bills the next week. Oh, that's who beat the Bills? So that was a little bit – that was a lot of bit unfair. Yeah. Um, speaking of international, I guess random – random. I told you the show's going to be all over the place. I just Fine. want – I'm so, like – I'm so happy to be able to talk wrestling again. I want your opinion. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to say who cares or go on a tirade. That's why it's always fun to throw random topics at you. The news broke last week that they're they're adding flag football to the Olympics. And as I'm sitting <laughs> for those listening to the audio version, his eyes are doing like crazy things. You you I'm having these conversations like the one you heard with Zane, you know, having to make these tough decisions to go up or down. And at the same time as I'm preparing for the Zane interview and these other things, it's like flag football breaking these other things being added to the Olympics. And it's like, what are we doing? Are we not fighting for more weights? Are we not just getting them? Like, what was your reaction to seeing <laughs> the flag football being added? Unfortunately, unfortunately, my reaction was not surprised because the Olympics kind of sold their soul. Um, it's not, it's not a, you know, some people say, well, you got to keep up the date. You have to, you have to keep up the date. You got to keep it fresh. You got to, I mean, no, you don't. I mean, these sports can – I don't even know why they have basketball. Like, when they, when they started, like, letting pros in, like, what's the point? We already have that. It's called the NBA. Why, do you have, why, why is professional – It's funny, too, because their world team stinks. Like, they'll lose – like, yeah, they'll lose a game. They have no business of USA basketball losing. It's just yeah. the, the pageantry of the Olympics where the NBA guys come out. Right, and they said something. Did you see the reaction on Twitter when they said um, flag football and it's going to be open to uh, United States pros and Roger Goodell is very much endorsing that the pros participate in it. And there was like all these memes and threads and like Derrick Henry running, <laughs> running the ball <laughs> against, uh, I don't know, um taiwan or something <laughs> like oh my god well there was i don't know if it was tyree kill it was somebody who like rattled yeah. off what his team needed to be for him to go 
And it was like, yeah. I want Brady at quarterback. I want Randy Moss as wide receiver. Like, whatever the <laughs> list was, I was cracking yeah. up. And, and, you know, it's sort of a joke. And we can have flag football. And I don't know if they have video games yet, but they, they'll have video games soon enough. You'll have esports in the in the uh, Olympics. And we can't get we can't get 10 weights for the original sport. You know, we can't get 10 weights for the original sport. And another thing that really ticks me off is like the viewership for the winter games is at an all time low. Oh, it's a busy. It, it's a, it's really at an all time low. And I think if you put wrestling in there, two things could happen. You could get a shot in the arm, uh, viewership wise, it, it could butter both sides of the bread. It could help the Olympics by getting more viewership for the Winter Games. This is if you put wrestling in the Winter Games. It would help the viewership because you'd have a traditional sport in there. And it would help wrestling because it wouldn't be as lost in the track and field and, and the basketball and all that. And to that, the rebuttal is, well, it's it's not really a winter sport. It doesn't have anything to do with um, snow or ice. Like. Okay, you talk about evolving and you talk about evolving and having um, esports and BMX and flag football, but you don't talk about evolving and just saying, okay, it doesn't necessarily have to do with snow and ice. You know, when you talk about snow and ice, uh, like first things first, in this world that's trying to be ultra inclusive um, and everybody compete. Everybody fair shot. When you talk about, oh, if to be in the Winter Olympics, you have to have something. It has to have a relationship to snow and ice. Uh, all right, you just alienated like half the globe because Africa, India, Australia, they ain't competing. It's also interesting that from a storyline standpoint, the U.S. with 10 weights, especially men's freestyle, would get so much more attention. Because think about how many more stars we would have there where you're talking about. Imagine if the lineup is Dake Burroughs, Taylor, Jaden Snyder, like you're you're able to have more of our stars. It's not like you're going to slide in guys that there's no storylines for. You're talking the potential of 79 kilos in Olympic weight and Jordan goes to 79 kilos. Now you get the storylines of both Dake and Burroughs like the 100% and don't don't make, you know, don't don't get it twisted I mean here's another here's another scenario that people talk about is like well if you remove Greco oh, oh Americans talk about removing Greco because the United States isn't very good in Greco and it's not very popular but you know what um, it's not all about what the Americans think it's about worldwide popularity don't 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 get it twisted America and their proclivities, their their tastes, have a major impact in viewership of the Olympics. It is a major factor. So don't tell me that Sweden's a big. Oh, Greco's huge in Sweden. Uh, it doesn't register. It doesn't register with the freaking viewership of the Olympics. Well, and not just that, because I I've had some of those conversations. There's some people offline I've had great conversations with that, you know, they they make the argument for Greco. And when the argument that it's more of a U.S.'s bat, so don't cut it, 
Go look at the UWW numbers when they're posting Freestyle versus Greco. Go look at their worldwide fan base and look yeah, at what I the numbers that. are for Freestyle versus Greco. It's not just uh, U.S. isn't very good at it. It's not just like there's a lot of things. You can't go to college and do Greco. You can't go to high school and sign up for your wrestling team and do Greco. So well, there's a lot more to it than yeah, just, yeah, oh, the U.S. isn't good at American. it. That's an American slant too, because you're talking about what you can do in America. The, the the bottom line is, go look at the, go look at viewership numbers, go look at social media numbers, uh, freestyle wins, and uh, you know, there's no, there's no rebuttal. I don't care how much of a diehard you are, there's no rebuttal to freestyle is more exciting. It, just, just look at just look at the numbers. Look at the scoring numbers, like the the numbers, the the numbers in the, in the Olympics of points scored in Greco are almost all forced. They're almost all handouts. So uh, it is they score at a bleedingly slow pace. Most of the points are fake points. Um, you just there's no rebuttal to which style is more exciting and aesthetically pleasing. Agreed. Um, another topic on weights, Jordan Burroughs officially down to 74 kilos. He's wrestling this weekend in Kazakhstan, him and, um, Yanni and McKenna are both going at 65 kilos as well. I, I was an advocate for Jordan going up at 35 years old. I think it would make more sense to, to go up for your final season than cut down when you have four kids and you have a legacy established, but. You know, he wants to go 74. It's official now. He's going 74. He's wrestling this right. weekend. And I like that he's active. I mean, he's wrestling in Kazakhstan in the first week of November. <laughs> it's been yeah. a while since right. we've seen that. Right decision. It's the right decision. And <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I just think down is down is better. And the objective is to... It's the same thing with Zane. To me, the objective is... To win, not to participate. To win, yeah, no. To I, I agree. It's just it. It's. I'm 37 years old. The thought of you know Jordan's 35. The the thought of like, and he's an elite level athlete. I'm not obviously, but the thought of like what he has to go to to cut down, and it's like 74. Look at the NLWC alone. Carter told me yesterday in the podcast he's going 74 too. In the NLWC room alone, you've got Carter, Nolf, and Dake. Beating those three guys in a row is crazy for anyone, let alone somebody who's, you know, hasn't cut down to that weight in a while. So it's just, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know. I think there's more competition at 74 than I do 86. He obviously disagrees with me. You know, he's going 74. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I disagree with you too. Uh, I think... <clears throat> I think it's a tougher row. I mean, uh, 74 is undoubtedly more um, loaded with, with names and bodies and talent. Um, but you would have to be the, – the objective isn't to win a couple matches. The objective, frankly, is not just to make the team. The objective is to win the Olympics. Well, I've already uh, said it. At 74 and 86 especially, I think whoever wins Olympic trials wins Olympic gold. You put – you uh wait at at eighty six? Eighty six and seventy four. 
I mean, you put you put Jordan next to David Taylor and Yazdani Chirati. Those guys are monsters. David Taylor and Burroughs wrestled when Burroughs was lighter than David, and they wrestled 4-4 on Criteria. Yeah, that was an exhibition match. No, uh, I, I I get it. Yeah, But there's a difference between an exhibition match between Burroughs and Askren where Burroughs play wrestles and text him real quick and Burroughs and Taylor. I just don't think it's as black and white going down. I think there's there's more of a conversation to be had of him going up. But either way, that's... Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know how JB feels. I know at times 63 has been a cut. Um, that being said, I don't know how high he gets. And we've talked about this before. Um, a lot of the times that people have struggled with weight, Gilman obviously didn't have a great cut, right? Um, a lot of times when the people who struggle with weight and a bad cut, it's because they haven't made it in a long time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, Jordan making 63 in Kazakhstan can only give him data. Well, he's got plus two. That's fine. It's fine. It's better than it's still going to no, give I, him. I, I agree. It's just, just you're talking four extra pounds. It's. It, yeah, it's better than than not making seventy six, but it's just for the fans yeah. listening because there are some people asking. Um, another topic that's come up in this past week that I'm, I'm curious of your opinion on. Amit Elor is <laughs> so there's there's a couple things about her. Number one is that she is on track to go down as one of the absolute goats of the sport. Number two is, you know, we don't see what she's doing often. We and, don't. And part of what she's doing that not a lot of people do is typically the path is I'm going to make the highest team I can, and that's where I'm yeah. going. Amit Elor for the past two years has won three world championships. And some casual fans were commenting I can't remember if it was the Facebook or my Instagram. Like, how is it even possible? And it's like, well, she's she went at three different yeah. weight or um, age. age age classifications. And you yeah. don't typically see that. If you did, I'm I'm sure we have a few who could do that. I still think it's an incredible feat. I, I don't think there's that many people who, even if they wanted to, could qualify for that many world championships, whether it's age, whatever it might be. I mean, she's only 19 years old. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, I mean, there's no, there's no guys that could do that. I mean, who who could have done that? Who could have not only made the team win worlds at all the age groups? Nobody could have done that. Who? None. There's nobody. Don't, don't think about it too hard. Well, I, I'm trying to. Nobody could have done it. The, the hardest thing now is is obviously senior worlds, but some of these guys like Yanni could have won U20 and U23s in the same year, I think. There, there's a couple of guys, but yeah, it's definitely, it, it's one of those things we don't see often where even somebody trying to do it, and she's trying to do it, and I don't, you know. Yeah, it, to, me, to me, it's refreshing. Uh, listen, <clears throat> especially, um, I, I mean, the college season is a grind and a half, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
you go through the college season and then go through all the trials processes and then go through all the world championships, that is soul sucking. So like, I, I sort of understand that. But when you, when you um, are out of school or you are not doing the college season or you're gray shirting or you're red shirting, why not try to make them all? Why not try to go to all the worlds? I mean, what's, what are you doing? What are you doing and, otherwise? And and she did announce that she's going down to 68 for next year. So she's going to try to make 68 see how she feels. So as of now, the plan the is to go dog? down. Who's the top dogs there? And that's good. I really like that. Uh, I, think, I think Forrest Molinari's at, I think Forrest Molinari's at 68. Um, mm -hmm. Emma Bruntel. I think she mm -hmm. was our world rep this year at 68. So mm -hmm. I listen, I think, I think she's going to win the Olympics next year. It's... Well, I think, I think that's, I think it's best for our team. I think, I think her going down is best for our team. Admit. If she can stay healthy, what she can do is, is crazy. Like she's won her mm -hmm. eighth world title at 19 years old. It's insane. Eighth. It's insane. Kyle, Kyle won his first when he was 19. And we yeah. went nuts. Well, yeah, he, okay. he was the youngest ever. He had won a he had won a junior before that. So his second his second career overall any age group title. He won his second and Mitt has eight at that standpoint at that time. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And I, I do think it would be interesting if any young cats are listening and you want to try to make a junior U23 and senior team in the next couple of years, go for it. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's cool to see. I, You know, again, the path we normally see is make whatever the highest level you can make. You don't yeah. typically see where, okay, I can make seniors. I'm still going to do U20, U23. So I think if somebody can do it, go for it because that is an incredible feat. You also had – did you see Haley Agello is returning after yeah, four yeah, years baby, off? I love it. I love it. Now, you know, Sarah's been so great, um, but I like seeing Haley compete. I, Haley's great. He's a great person. And and somebody was asking me, like, isn't she older now? She's, only, she's not even 30 yet. She retired young. Yeah. Yeah. She's only 29 years old. Yep. She was our... 2016. Yep. So 2016 rep at 48 kilos. Yep. Yeah. So she's back. Um, a lot of senior level stuff coming up this month too. That will and keep she, an she's been, she was, she's been really active, right? She's been in, you know, she didn't like retire and then, um, go in to be a certified public accountant or something. She, you know, she, She's been in the rooms nonstop, so she's been active. Okay, I'm curious on your take on this. Speaking of public accountants and finance, you listen to the Zane interview. Yeah. I think there's a good shot he's done after next year. Uh, I would almost be sure of it. He's already got the internship locked in. He's a world champion. I think he's done after the Olympics or Olympic trials. I think, I think and, so. Too. And here's the thing. If Zane doesn't make the Olympic team, perfect place to retire. You're in state college. <laughs> That's a, yeah. I'm already thinking about that, like because 
you you have like a lot of the relationships I do where that's gonna suck. You're gonna see a lot of a lot of shoes on the mat in April. Oh, there's I, I I talked about it before. This we're gonna see a lot of send offs. Yeah, and that that goes for people that don't make the team in state college, and it goes for people that go to uh, Paris. Um, I think a lot of our guys are done. I agree. Which, which is sad, but also exciting at the same time. Um, and I think a lot of them will go out on top. Uh, yeah. A lot of senior level stuff coming up that we'll talk like on. David's done, right? Like David's yeah, done. I think so. I don't. I don't see a world where David's done. JB will be be done. I bet you Zane is done. Um. I don't know that Dake's not done. I bet, you, I bet you Thomas is done. Um, I don't know about Dake. Dake is reverse aging. <laughs> Dake could Dake could win as many titles as because he can go back down to juniors soon. <laughs> the the um, thing with these older guys is I feel like like as young as Dake feels right now, he's thirty two years old. I think these guys think of their life in, in quads, you know, and it's, do I want to go towards LA 2028? It's not necessarily, we usually don't see it. Like, let me go get one more world title. Let me go get two more world titles. Usually it's you know that, but who, oh, yeah. who knows? I mean, Dake's got four Olympic golds, right? Or four world golds right now. He he's still chased that Olympic gold. He's got the bronze and then he's got the silver um, at the world. So, Think about how um, sort of reinvigorating it'll be when these guys do retire. Like, we'll be left with questions. The media will be left with questions. The fans will be left with questions like, who takes over 86? Who takes over 74? Who takes over? But I was thinking about it last night. After I got done recording with Carter, I was talking to him for a little bit. And, you know, Penn State fans, we talked about on the show, Penn State fans are constantly in a in a fearing lull or like a, a fear that there's going to be a lull with, oh, my God, Taylor graduated, Bo graduated, Nolf graduated, Zane graduated. Yeah. And year after year, Penn State puts out another roster that they're like, oh, my gosh, they're right back where they were. I think USA has that depth where we can do the same thing. I think it's going to well, be – uh, I think we do too, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that the results are going to be consistent with what we've seen. I'm not saying that you know USA Wrestling is going to con- continue winning team titles. Um, but what I'm getting, I, I number one, I'm with you. I think we're going to be fine. I do think we're going to be fine. I don't think we're going to drop off the map. But I'm saying some of these guys think of the in reinvigoration of a Zahid Valencia who's like, okay, David's done. Now's my time. Or a guy like Brooks, a guy, a guy like Brooks, a guy like, I don't know, even Berger or David McFadden. Who's like, okay, Burroughs and Dake are gone. Now it's my time. Right. I just guys that guys that seem to be guys that seem to be stuck behind guys can now be the face. Or you're also going to have, like, you've got guys coming up to the senior level that I think it's not going to be long until guys like Meyer Shapiro make a presence. I think you got a lot of young talent. 
that as they make it to the senior level, you're not you're you're gonna have those guys that have been two, three, four in the ladder that they're they're getting better and at the same time getting better, these guys are retiring. That's a that's a great equation. You also have these young cats coming up. I keep saying young cats. Somebody's gonna bitch about that. But you have these young guys coming up that it's like the the talent we have at the junior level right now and even the cadet level is crazy. And as that talent continues to come up, it, there's there's gonna be a lot of competition at every weight. Yeah, yeah. So senior level, we have Pan Am Games this week. Um, only Olympic weights. It's not the Olympic qualifier. You've got Zane Richards, um, Nashawn Garrett, Tyler Berger, Mark Hall, Mark Hall, Kyle Snyder, Mason Paris for men's freestyle, Audrey Jimenez, um, Samara Chavez. Who's replacing Helen? Audrey's so good. So good. Uh, Kayla Miracle, so Forrest Monari, Kennedy Blades all going for the women's. That should be good. That's this week. Um, Kazakhstan is this weekend. You've got Burroughs, McKenna, Yanni competing and, um, in Kazakhstan. You've got Bill Farrell coming up How's in November. I, mean, I, I just like the fact, I mean, the biggest storyline to me is Jordan's back. He's down. He's um, competing. But is is there any um i don't have haven't released the entries yet i haven't seen the entries so i'm curious who's gonna who's gonna be there gotcha because i know that they have i mean they just had the asian games which a lot of the the international yep. guys were at there's a lot of different what, it's not like um it's not like it is uh over here over here pan ams we like roll our eyes right like I, I try not to because i still think it's important and i still think it's an accomplishment i still think it's like you know you won freaking two continents um but the asian the asian games they are like revered wild yeah one time, one time i went um 2014 2014 worlds were in Uzbekistan and I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but I'm sitting there watching like, right. I look at the entries and at that time I, to be frank, uh, be I, frank. I wasn't, I wasn't entirely, I wasn't entirely mm, knowledgeable about the way that senior level dynamics were. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Jason Bryant I was with or somebody, it was somebody, you know, who's knew the ropes. And I said, you know, this guy from, this guy from Japan is not here. That's crazy to me. And this guy from, uh, this guy that like medaled or was like fifth at Worlds is not here. He's not at the World Championships. And there might've been a, like a female uh, wrestler from Japan. And I was like, why is she not here? I'm like, and so I went and I asked somebody, I said, what, how come so many of the, the Asian people are not competing? And they said, uh, the Asian games are in three weeks or a month. And they're all going there. They're all going there. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're opting for Asians games over the world championships. And they're like, dude, you don't understand. They get a big sum of money for winning that's very prestigious to these people i had and, asked um 
I had asked yeah, about Bajrang. He Bajrang wasn't at Worlds, and they're like, no, the plan is for him to go to Asian Games, right? Because <laughs> it because Asian Games were two three weeks after Worlds, and it was it's it's so heavily weighted like to yeah. their culture. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's I mean I don't yeah. So we got Bill Farrell um, in two and a half weeks. I, I'm keeping an eye. We haven't really seen um, many registrations yet. But it, it's so exciting that college is back, and at the same time, it's such an exciting freestyle season. Like, I'm sure there's people right now listening that are like, shut up and just talk college. But going into the Olympic year, the freestyle season is so I'm fun. with you. I'm with you. They're, you know, college rules the roost in this country, and they want us – they want – you know, people want talking heads to talk about college, and we will. But Ooh. it's Dan. Uh, so some sun, some sun kiss registrations came in today. Mikey Labs is at 86 kilos at the Bill Farrell. Eric Schultz will be there at 97 kilos. Josh Shield 74 kilos. Christian Lance 125 kilos. So it's nice. It looks like we're gonna start seeing Tyler Burgers going at 74. So we're gonna start Brandon Courtney at 57. Michael McGee 65. So we're gonna start. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it is such a fascinating time for um, for senior level. For senior yeah. level, and college wrestling's here. We got dual meets in two days. We got. But hey, um, did you see? Um, first of all, I don't know how this works. The world is different from when I was a kid. I don't know, but a lot. Of I kids... love that I have no direction, no clue what direction this could go in. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, there were several of the top tier, top flight kids that were at Super 32. Several of the champs that the next day or two days later, after winning Super 32, they're all at the OTC. I saw Bob Bassett. Like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, what's up with school? <laughs> <laughs> you guys go, because. Wayans were at Friday, so you took that day off. You probably took Thursday off, and now it's Monday, and you're in Colorado. But Lockett was there. Bassett was there. This is all to say, this is all to say, one of the pictures was um, Bassett and Spencer. And so um, for a guy who's not been quite active, we know that Spencer's um, been training. He was in Japan. Now he's at the OTC. So he's getting on his horse. So, yep. you know, it, it, we know that he's prepping for something. He's prepping for a run. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I. He could be at the Feral, but he. I. If you're Spencer, I don't know that you really necessarily need to rush back for the Bill Feral. I mean, top seven at senior national qualifies for the Olympic trials. I think that's all he really cares about, and it's not going to take much for Spencer to do top seven at the senior nationals. I uh, agree, although. I agree, although um, what's the trade-off? I, I agree that he probably doesn't have to do both. It de um, s simply depends on where he's at weight-wise, where he's at health-wise. The last time we saw him, we saw him, you know, not what, – what did he make it to, like, the semis? And he's like, I can't do it. Semis so, are open. I, I would expect to see Spencer at – Senior nationals. I could be wrong. Somebody told me that Iowa might send a lot of guys to the Farrell. I 
if I'm Spencer, I'm I or I'm an Iowa fan. I think I'm going to see him more international, hit up some of these international well, tournaments because it's been a while for. Well, that. he's a guy. He's a guy you obviously don't want having reps, right? I mean, you want low reps on him, and so uh, I'm thinking Farrell might be an easier path to the Olympic trials than the U.S. Open. Could be, but you have to win it the Farrell, which you have. You have to win. You have to be the highest placing American. Yes. Yeah. Which could be the same thing, but yeah. A lot of times it's one and the same. Right. Joseph Seeley's registered too, 74 kilos, by the way. Lilladal is it if Lilladal's not registered, he will be. Is he registered yet, Lilladal? I'm going through him right now. Isaiah White's at seventy four. Uh let's see. No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's registered. Yet. I heard he was I would, going though. I'd be surprised if he wasn't there. I'm really interested to see how he can do. By the way, I'll I'll get ahead of this now because I always love tracking registrations and I throw them up my Rockfin and everything I put up on Rockfin is under premium. You got to have an account because anything that comes in goes back into the sport. So you crybabies who don't want to pay for Rockfin to see the registrations, they're going to be everywhere. They're, go on USA Wrestling's membership website. You can go see them. They're only behind a paywall because I update them 30 times a day. If you don't want to, if you don't want that, go to USA Wrestling's membership website. You can see them. Um, but I put them on my Rockfin. I'll track Bill Farrell. I'll track Senior Nationals, and I am on my computer 24/7. So I check it 30 times a day, so you don't have to. So I get the DMs from people. Why are you putting that behind a paywall? That's why. Because of the effort I put in to check it 35 times a day yeah. and update it. But if you, so you don't have if, to. Yeah. If you don't. you and, and, and the last couple of years, other people have started doing it, which is great. So Flow Wrestling, I'm sure, will start doing it. They did it a little bit last year. So I'm sure everybody's going to start tracking registrations. Um, so don't hit me up with that. And by the way, go go get a Rockfin account. You get to listen to Bash in the Brain video, which is also on YouTube everywhere else. But Yeah, baby. So, all right. Yeah, college wrestling. Iowa wrestles Saturday. Penn State wrestles. Hey, I got a nugget for you. Ooh, give me a nugget. That, that I think might fit into the show. I mean, we're, this is a show where we're bouncing all kinds of ideas off each other and, and uh, hitting up topics, basically, that we haven't gotten to talk about in a while. But. I was talking to some coaches this year or at Super 32, and they are really concerned about a college rule. There's a I'm new listening. college rule this year, and it sounds like it's going to be a problem. Let's hear it. Um, get this. No dead time. There's no dead time, which means, Justin Bash, that – Justin Bash gets in on a single leg on me and we kind of work out of bounds and there's close to being a takedown and there's a scramble situation and no points are called. I throw the challenge brick. <clears throat> it gets reviewed. Okay, yes, Justin had two at this point. But they continue to score the whole sequence they continue to score the whole sequence. Do you see the problem in this? 
The problem is, if there was no takedown awarded, I'm going to do one thing. If there was a takedown awarded, I would have bellied down. Now they're going to score it and say, Justin had a takedown at this point, and look, Willie was exposed here, 1,001, 1,002. Okay, there's two backs. Well, I would have turned down. There's going to be problems. You watch. It's going to be a disaster. You heard it here first. Yeah, I can see why that and, is a problem. And, you know, I don't know how well I'm doing of explaining. Um, I'm probably not doing a great job of explaining why it's going to be a problem, how pervasive it's going to be, or all the scenarios that could come up and it be a disaster and all the fans go, whoa, 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 whoa. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. Golden Nuggets, too. You were tweeting something about Oklahoma State. Something that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What are you trying to you trying to get me to spill the beans? You know, <laughs> no disrespect to Clay. Clay, if you're listening, <laughs> I want you guys to put it out. But can can, can you give the people a little um, a little Goldie Nuggy? It's a foreigner. I've heard they some. Got, they actually got they had a foreigner on the hook last year for a long time. I don't know why. This is not the same person as I'm talking about now, but the person I'm talking about now is a foreigner as well, and it's all but a done deal. Stay it's all probably come out tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow. By the um, way, Willie doesn't do a good job at promoting his own company, but when I mentioned yeah. wrestling coming up, Intermat has a D1 streaming guide. Earl does it, does a great job. List what's coming up and where you can stream it, whether it's BTN Plus, somebody's YouTube, UFC Fight Pass, Flow, wherever it is. So intermatwrestle.com, and you can um, – yeah, um, frankly, I think that's a staple. You know, we, we have a – Intermat does a good job of doing a couple staples that really you should bookmark. And um, everybody should always bookmark the live streaming guide. Um, number one, it tells you what's on tap for this week. It tells you what's streaming. It has links to – it's simple. You just hit the button and you go to it and you watch it live. Uh, there's another one for MMA guys. Um, one of our guys – always does uh, wrestlers and MMA yep. um, and their upcoming fights, which is really good for somebody like me who I'm not glued to MMA, but I will be if I know there's a wrestler on the card. So that's yeah. a pretty good one. Uh, but yeah, but Hey, this, this guy um, that Oklahoma state is getting, I'll tell you this, he won senior nationals in a pretty good country. I did. Did I see? Now you and he's seventeen. Because I I saw they put something out. Years old. I saw something today. What did I see today about a foreigner in Oklahoma State? Maybe that was their Hall of Fame. I saw something. Yeah, he's there. The kid's there. Um. Oh, this was um. No, this was about the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. So the kid's there. He won senior nationals in his country, but he's not. He's still in high school. So he's flying back to his home, and then he would be – then he's wrestling for his country's 
uh, Olympic trials in December. He'll graduate. So he's next wrestled freestyle his whole life, right? That's pretty cool. Yes, yes, sir. Wrestling freestyle your whole life, and then coming in to go compete for a college that's folk style. Yeah, and he would be, you know, he would be a, he would walk on the campus as a freshman next fall. That's awesome. All right, well, stay tuned, Clay. You better get that out. Cowboy RTC, Oklahoma State Wrestling. I love that. Ever since I told Willie that Clay and and the Cowboy RTC is a client of mine at Bash Solutions, Willie likes to send me photos of them drinking at every event. <laughs> I had a good time with Clay and those boys. They uh, Clay's they know a how great to, guy. They know how to do it. They he was at um, him and the boys were at uh, the U.S. Open this year, having a good old time. Where where are you going? Are you going to any tournaments soon? Um, I have a big dual meet. I'm streaming. Um, there's a really, really great kind of good story uh, team from Pennsylvania. They won the state title last year in double A. Uh, they're called Faith Christian Academy. They're just outside of the Lehigh Valley. Um, but they, they basically came out of nowhere to be a giant force. And it's all like this homegrown you know, some people like to say it's not homegrown because this kid is from a different school district five miles away. But listen, it's homegrown. They're all from right there, right? Um, but they won a PA title last year, like, well before anybody thought they could do it because the entire team is freshman and sophomore. The entire team. Um, I mean, put it this way. They had a they had an eighth grader go to Fargo and take third. He went to Super 32 as a freshman and took third or fourth. I mean, they're that good. Um, and anyway, so I have them on December 1st against Wyoming Seminary, which is a pretty cool duel. Um, and so. Are you sneaking I, up to the Feral? I might try. I might have to go to that. I would like to find an announcer so that I didn't have to go to Sem faith Christian only because not because I don't want to be there, but only because I'm on the West coast now and I have never, ever been to cliff King. Ooh. And it would be nice to go there. Yeah. I forgot that's coming up. What's that? Like the first weekend in December, right? December 1st and 2nd or 2nd yeah. and 3rd or something like that. And... Yeah. Oh man. I'm, I'm freaking excited for, for college wrestling. Are you going to be a little bit easier now to 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 for us to get in the cadence of some shows now that you know? Oh yeah, I'm back. Done and okay, I'm back. That's probably the the most inundated I'll be all year. Heck yeah, because we got to do coming up. We'll do a crystal ball review show, which will kind of preview yeah. the season. I think those go hand in hand together. Somebody was DMing me like, when are you going to do a, a preview show? And I'm like, honestly, crystal ball is kind of like that. You're you're kind of yeah. So talking about I'll tell performance you, and I just got done with um I just got done with national high school rankings. They're up. I just published them just before the show. I haven't even hit social with them yet, but um now we're gonna have a good break between uh high school. There ain't gonna be nothing. There's gonna be nothing in high school from now until um the first week of December and then Ironman. And so my next task is crystal ball. My next task is crystal ball. I'll do the crystal ball, put it on the mat scouts, and then we'll do a 
a show recapping that that will also serve as um, you a know, preview. a preseason preview. So that's what we'll do. All right, West Coast Willie. That's about all I got. You got any any final uh, golden nuggies? No, that's all I got for now off the top of my head. Uh, pay attention to that rule, though, and, and, and do a deep dive into it. Um, see what you can dig up. I, you know, I, I think there might be a problem with it, and I think the people on the rules committee, uh, to my knowledge, have already said, yeah, it's going to be a problem. So uh, we'll see. The fans will not hold back. I can promise you that. As soon as it becomes a problem, everybody right. will hear about it. So, Absolutely. all right, that's the show. Go subscribe. Go leave a comment. Go subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rockfin, wherever you watch it. This is going to be available on both the Bashmania Rockfin and the Math Scouts Rockfin. So, wherever you want to go consume it, we don't care. Just enjoy. Tweet us where you think we were wrong. Tweet us. If you have questions for the college preview show, tweet us. And I'll yeah. try to keep uh, start keeping track of some of those questions. And we'll. We'll try to get to some of those during the season. Do I think Penn State's going to win the national team title? Yes. Skip that question. <laughs> uh, all right. That's Bash Mania 211. We'll be back soon. And the beat goes on.